Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about cable versus streaming. That new modern war between <laughs> television and digital media, I guess. Something we've been all victims of, if you want to put it that way. Because I think that's what we are, victims. You mean victims of the war? Yeah. Financially, of course. <laughs> but we'll get into that. It's at the point now where there's so many streaming services where if you have all or a bunch of them, you're paying either just as much, if not more, than cable even. Easily. And obviously you're going to get some things in once than others, but I mean, I don't know. I guess let's take it back a little bit. Do you have cable? I don't, but I grew up with it, so I'm definitely familiar with it. And my parents still have it. And I was just at my grandma's house over the holidays, and she still has it as well. Damn, interesting. I mean, right now, I don't have cable. My dad just cut the cord. Oh, wow. Doesn't have cable. I'm a little bit surprised myself. Yeah, I felt like he was always a cable kind of guy, if that makes sense. Like, just loves having the options, you know? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't watch all that much TV, or not before COVID, of course, but... Always wanted to have it. Yeah, always, like, it was just natural to him. He grew up with it. Like, you gotta have cable. You gotta have TV. You gotta have the sports options, you know? However, my mom does still have it. She almost makes up for it. Because on top of that, she has, like, I don't even know. I'm gonna say, like, four or five cable boxes in her house. Damn. <laughs> like, one in every room. I think even in the kitchen, there's one. Hers is more, you know, traditional Hispanic mom. Telenovelas are a must. She watches a couple of them. Cable boxes have to have the DVR, which I feel like it's 60% of the reason why she has all these cable boxes and needs to have cable is just in order to record the novelas and like have the storage and all that. Yeah, she almost like makes up for my other parent not having it just for having that many. But she also has some streaming services. So she has her feet on both sides of this war. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my parents are into streaming stuff for sure. And I don't know the split between them, but even whenever I'm at their house, unless there's like a sports event on, we're usually watching something on streaming specifically. Do you see a day where your parents don't have cable? Or you think it's one of those things like, oh, it's a forever thing. Like they need it for the news or whatever it is. I definitely wouldn't say it's a forever thing. And I haven't talked to them about this, but I will say that in the pandemic, because we share different accounts for, you know, membership and whatnot. And during the pandemic, we did some more than we already had, since there's, you know, not as much to do otherwise. And also some that were just new, like HBO was new when we started and stuff. But I think all that has pushed it even further where I could see them getting rid of it at some point. I do think the sports aspect for my dad at least and this is something for many people is like key part of there still hasn't been someone who's figured out translating live sports to a simple solution for streaming even with our favorite baseball you know MLB TV is extremely complicated with blackouts and everything where you can't even watch your local teams if you pay the regular subscription because of you know, rights and all this stuff. So I think sports would be the biggest thing holding it back. But they do also watch some other stuff too on cable. So who knows? 
but I think like your mom also for that generation I think still for a while it'll be a combination of the two no yeah those are all good points I personally think obviously I'm no professional or know what I'm talking about but it is true that like sports is one of the key reasons like cable still like I wouldn't say a must-have, but one of the reasons people still keep them, you know, the hardcore baseball or football, even basketball fans. Does anyone stream? I know, like, Amazon Prime sometimes throws, like, a football game up there. Yeah, they even start doing some Yankee games as well. Yeah, exactly. But it's, again, like, one in a few, you know, like, once a week or whatever it is. Once the streaming game, they just get a hold of a contract, you know, let's say, just to use them, the Yankees or Yes Network goes on, I don't know, yeah, Amazon Prime or something. Now we're talking, like, that's when cable should get scared, you know? Like, oh, shit, like, they're actually buying these deals? Other than that, yeah, I guess it's for the slightly older demographic. I mean, in the Hispanic side, I said the novelas and the news, and also for everyone else, the news, CNN and MSNBC and all that stuff, Fox, drives literally, like, 50% of ratings from what I've heard on, like, podcasts and shit that that's what people are watching TV for, and it kind of sucks. For shows now, you go on... Yeah, Netflix, HBO, Showtime, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's one of these things where like both sides are kind of fighting for certain things that they're good at and what you look for in them. And also, sports is live, and that's how you want to experience it. I mean, I remember you saying on one of the episodes how if an event, sporting event, Super Bowl, whatever, is over, you're not going to catch it later. If you missed it, you missed it type thing. With the shows, like you were just saying that's on-demand content where that used to be rolled out on like a weekly basis and you had to catch it live and stuff and now those types of shows you mostly watch them later whenever you have the time or feel like it whether on a streaming platform that you pay for youtube even or stuff like that with like only a few exceptions of things that go live at a certain time like i know people love succession and watch it as soon as a new episode comes out but a lot of stuff is just kind of as you want to see it let me ask you how many subscriptions do you and like your family have in between you guys um well we have netflix which we've had for a while hbo max have like a ad version of hulu that we got a deal of for black friday and the criterion channel and Prime, which we just signed up for recently, finally. But I think those are it. You mentioned the Criterion channel? Mm-hmm. What do you watch there? It's like classic films type thing, more for independent, artsy, historical type stuff. But they have good movies on there, and it's more curated. And if you're a film lover, you're into it type thing. I don't think I've ever even seen like the platform or what it looks like. I mean, I'm going to keep it a hundred with you. I don't pay for any subscription. I'm the parasite, you know, (laughs) leech onto others. Shout out to you. I use your HBO Max account, which I'm currently using to watch Succession. I just started it like this week or last week. Have Netflix, which my family's had since the membership was like six or seven bucks. And we had the DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. My cousin has Disney Plus and I use that, but I don't. I think I've like gotten kicked out since and I don't really use it, but it's there. <laughs> like I have the access to it, but I don't other than like when the what's that series called? The Star Wars one, Vandalorian. Mm-hmm. I don't really watch anything else on that, at least not for now. Other than that, I don't 
have any others or use any others since my dad cut the cord. Because back in the day, <laughs> two years ago, <laughs> you know, not that long ago, back in the day, you know, you had cable and let's say you had like the prime subscription of cable, right? And it brought HBO and it brought Showtime and stars and all that shit. You were able to like log in with your Verizon or Spectrum or Cablevision, whatever you had onto those streaming services and like just use your membership your cable right. membership to watch stuff that shit's gone now well i still do it for like espn and some stuff with my parents oh cable. i mean yeah yeah like espn and stuff i guess it's more of like the the movie ones like the hbo's i don't think you could do it anymore showtime i think you got to pay separate at least hbo though was always kind of complicated in terms of they had like hbo go and then a separate hbo thing and etc hbo has always been trying to scheme if you actually pay <laughs> attention yeah like you you could pay the cable but we're also gonna have like a separate separate right, app right. you know but yeah you are right you can do it with like espn i think you could do it with like the other channels like tbs i think does it you could watch mm -hmm. like march madness and stuff yeah exactly a few other channels yeah so not completely gone but the channels or the, the companies have been trying to make money on the side and create separate apps where they have separate content. But when my dad still had cable, I was able to like log on to all these channels because my dad used to pay for like the full one with everything. And I was still able to watch, you know, Deces and Marrow and stuff like that. Or even the Yes Network, which made an app where all you need is to log in and you can watch the Yankee games. But I don't have that anymore. Netflix, HBO Max, and I guess Disney Plus are like the only ones I kind of keep on like my gaming console or wherever I stream. My window for entertainment is pretty limited. Do you feel the need to have more than the memberships that you have or you feel like you're still missing stuff? I don't ever feel like I'm missing stuff to watch, especially too with like YouTube, for example, which is free aside from ad stuff that has plenty of content I watch there too. And also there may be a lot of these streaming services but they don't necessarily have a lot of good content, you know what I mean? Or even something like Disney Plus. I had a trial for a little bit and I used it to watch some like Pixar movies that I hadn't seen before we did the episode on that. And I caught some episodes of Recess that I hadn't seen that show in a while, which we had talked about before too. But otherwise, I'm not watching any of the, you know, Marvel TV shows or stuff like that or the Beatles doc or anything like that so don't really have a need for it something like Showtime I catch the Deezus Samero clips on YouTube anyway Peacock I could care less about you know stuff like that where not everything needs to be a separate app even like Paramount Plus like really you don't need to make that a thing <laughs> and it's coming back to that full circle loop of oh, why don't you just bundle these together? And it's like, yeah, that's cable. It does suck because I feel like that's one of the pros you can still give to cable, whether you like it or not. Cable's cable. Like, there's plenty of options. You can always find something, no matter the time. Just the options are there. You're going to find something to watch. I don't feel that way about the streaming services, other than maybe Netflix, just because... There's so many options and like it almost feels endless. I know that mostly everyone's page is curated to like certain whatever it is that you watch. They, they throw a little algorithm for you, you know. I don't know that any of the other platforms, even including HBO, which I would say is probably the second best, 
you can have a hard time finding something if you're not going there for a specific show, you know, like, so you're watching The Sopranos, like, you're rewatching them like you did not long ago, or Succession, maybe you see that they added a movie you like, but once you watch that, not much, you kind of have to wait for the next season, or the next show that they're gonna buy, or whatever it is. Netflix kind of feels more like on the cable side, where, like, there's plenty of options, there's plenty of genres, cartoons, anything, you know, for kids, like, it doesn't matter, they have everything. If anything, the one thing they're missing is the live sports and maybe news and stuff like that. But even pulling a bunch of these like streaming services together, I don't even know if it'd be like much of a great deal because I might be tripping, but they didn't want like Disney Plus come out. They tried putting it together with like Hulu and like ESPN Plus or some shit like that because I think that's how we got it at first. Yeah, there was some type of bundle with i think like limited tiers between them or something but kind of goes to feed that uh idea of like putting things together it's almost like a package like in cable it is true it's dumb it's like going backwards but it was cool because it gave you espn you know the sports it gave you hulu like the random shows and movies and then disney plus it's like it's disney so you're gonna get that but it still didn't feel like enough i was barely using it again i was only using it to watch the mandalorian or something like that so yeah, it's like a weird flawed system and easily give it a con. Interesting. I think it's obviously more complicated than that based on even just the setup of them. It would still be, you know, on-demand content and stuff for the most part unless some of the live things move over like we talked about. But going back to what you're talking about of cable, you feel like there's always something to watch and not on streaming. Do you think that's because streaming is overwhelming in a way with too many options or that you legit can't find anything of interest and with that too do you think for cable you find the opposite because you're like forced to watch something of just whatever's on cable it's there it's playing and when you're streaming or going through netflix i'm pretty sure you go through it i'm a victim of that myself (laughs) where Pressing play is the hardest thing to do, like committing to that one movie, that one show, where in cable, flip the channel, play has already happened, you know, they already press played, it's already going. Yeah, even if you think of a movie or something, you can start a movie in the middle, even if you've seen it before, or sometimes, especially if you've seen it before, I mean, there's a whole podcast, The Rewatchables, that The Ringer does, dedicated to that kind of idea of things that you just have to watch if you see it's on cable and stuff. And I do agree with that to a level. And I, I think you're right that it is a bigger commitment for sure to press play and start something from the beginning versus just going into it where it's at or you see something's about to start. But I do think streaming has better options in general. And I say that with the fact that I struggle to find something to watch sometimes. Like, there'll be certain periods where I'm just watching a show or two, you know, continuously for a while, and then I'll be in between, like, damn, what should I watch now and stuff. But I would say I usually end up finding something to watch. Even, let's say, for The Sopranos, it was, like, something I put off for a while but then decided to finally do it. Or even recently, I started watching BoJack Horseman, which I hadn't had any interest in, but I had heard about it for a while. And now have been watching that on Netflix. And I feel like cable is a better short-term solution. Like if you just need something quick to throw on, it's better. 
especially because with Netflix, there's that joke of like, I spent 30 minutes trying to look for something to watch and my food got cold. <laughs> Been there. But I, I would say bigger picture, that streaming, I definitely prefer over cable. And also just the on-demand aspect of being able to watch whenever you want. Now, yeah, all good points. Instead of me going to Netflix, since I don't have cable or anything, what I do, I guess my quote-unquote cable option to throw something on, I just go to YouTube. Right, when I'm about right. to eat something, I just need a quick 10, 15 minutes to pop a video on, hit YouTube, and it's almost like cable where like anything that pops up in my recommended, again, the algorithm already kind of knows me or whatever the shit I watch. Like I kind of know what I'm going to get. I'm either laugh or be entertained, whatever comes up, learn something. Now I got like golf videos and shit too. I play them. Yeah, we definitely need a whole separate YouTube episode too. Yeah. And we'll do a separate deep dive. I think even on Netflix and HBO at some point as well. but Yeah, for sure. Because, again, we're just scratching the surface, kind of just bringing points in between. But, yeah, they're all different beasts in their own way. Well, even just shorter form content, too. You know, YouTube has longer stuff also, but there's a lot of content that's like 5 to 10 minutes, even 10 to 20. Whereas, say, Netflix or any of these, it's mostly... Like on the lower side, shows are, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. And then you mm -hmm. have movies and stuff too. But if you're looking for something quick to watch, I'm talking about YouTube here, but even think about TikTok and how quick and short those videos are. I'm sure all these streaming services are, at least to a degree, thinking about, okay, how do we get some type of TikTok type content on our platforms for that demographic? to want to use our platform to watch things. And I'm sure they're being careful because we saw how terrible Quibi did, but I don't think that was because of the format. It was just badly run overall. But I do think that that's another thing that we have to keep an eye on how it'll impact the streaming aspect. But we're mainly focusing on cable versus streaming, so somewhat of a detour. I guess on top of that, it just seems... Everything that you go to watch on streaming, it's like this thing with like purpose and a story and you got to like focus on it. You know, it's like a short movie, even if it's an episode where like sometimes all you need is like some light content, something that you can throw in the background, not fully pay attention and not feel lost. Maybe there are a few shows like that, but maybe they're hard to find, you know, and again, I feel like that's part of it. Yeah, maybe if they start creating these shorter episodes of things you know 10 15 minutes and that would be way easier to create some sort of like just random shuffle type category that you can just play at all times and just have something playing on the tv mm -hmm. i know netflix has tried to do it to have like that pick something for me button wasn't that yeah a it's thing? like or a still shuffle is? essentially button shuffle i don't know the exact name but yeah 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 something like that i, I think yeah the streaming services need something like that not to continue on the youtube stuff but youtube shows you right there okay how long is this and etc where these other platforms sometimes do but sometimes you have to click and see how long it is and it just changes the whole dynamic no that is very true when you're like clicking and you have to click two or three times to like it's the show, boom, and then it opens up like a thing of like seasons, and then you gotta click the season and then find an episode, and then it'll tell you. Or if it's a movie, you click the, the movie 
screen and then it'll take you to another screen and then maybe assess the time there, you know? Or yeah, like on YouTube or any other thing, it's either there or you kind of know or just tells you in the little window. It has a lot to do with that committing and knowing how much time you're going to spend on this and why it's difficult to find something to grab on right away. Also, we were talking about Dita Samiro, even late night shows in general, you know, it used to be a thing where it comes on at this time and it's like a special type of thing, but how now the late night shows don't have to be competitive because everyone mostly would just watches on YouTube after or whatnot and stuff. So it's not quite the same. Not that they don't have any competition to each other, but there's more room for everyone type of thing. And that probably impacted other aspects of stuff being made as well. I guess I'll bring up a few things that I guess <laughs> kind of go unnoticed on cable. I don't know why I'm finding pros on cable right now, even though I'm not the biggest fan. But do you ever use like those music choice channels toward the end? Yeah. There was like fucking 100 channels just with different genres of like music. And you'd just go on and it'd be like a 50 cent song playing. And it'll be like a paragraph saying like something about 50 cent. Little fun fact. Yeah, we never had them at my house, but my grandma had them. And for Christmas, whenever we're there, even this last time I was there, we're still doing it. We put on either Christmas music or sometimes other music and just use her TV as like a player for that, essentially. Yeah, no, it's actually like fire. And like, I don't think many people use it, or at least back in the day when I first noticed it, when it first came out or whatever more people were on it at least like my family i remember going to my cousin's house and all the time i'd go into the rooms and they'd have like the r&b one on or whatever there was actually like a few family events like middle school or whatever where yeah this was the music playing because there was like a latin one or a urban latino station or something like that for like reggaeton and bachata and shit like that and unlimited 24 7 no commercials music for free and they're pretty good with their choices too we're talking about like good songs. It almost feels curated. I'm telling you, this is like 2007, 2008 when we first started using it, or even before, I'm gonna say like 2006. If you fast forward to now, like let's say someone didn't know about that and you tell them about how the music was just like playing for free now, they wouldn't even believe you just because, you know, everything's mm -hmm. with a membership or like, you know, Apple Music or Spotify. But yeah, we had this just like free, just access right there at all times to any type of music there could also be some version of that of like a modern day mtv in terms of playing music videos and stuff like that even talking about the music channel stuff you brought up yeah i'm not sure why they even stopped doing it that shit was so fire even sucker free sundays bro like wake up to it you know barely had breakfast but they playing bangers on mtv or mtv two or three whatever it was yeah they didn't even think of that it's a good idea too and another one which i did use every now and then not often but cable does have this feature as long as you have these channels cable has on demand again if you have hbo showtime whatever it is i don't know tbs any movie they play there any show they play there you can just go on demand go to that channel or whatever it is and you can find that movie or show and watch it whenever you want were you ever a user of on demand like this or not my mom taped or DVR'd stuff, but I never used On Demand. I don't know if we even had access to it, but I mean, if we're comparing to streaming, obviously you have tons of <laughs> On Demand stuff there. That's the whole idea of it. 
Right. And I guess that's why I brought it up because in a way it was like the introduction, mm-hmm. at least for me, to like streaming. Because again, this was kind of available to me for a while. I'm trying to remember when I was using it much. The only thing I can remember was I did use it a lot when like I first found Thesis and Marrow on Viceland. Because you could go on Vice and go down the episodes and just like rewatch mm-hmm. them. And they keep like up to two weeks of theirs. And obviously, as a new one came out, like the oldest one would kind of get erased. So right. you kind of had like this two week period to like rewatch before they just snatched it out of the airwaves. Not everything you can do on demand, but some shows, some movies you could. Even the idea of channels running reruns of past shows and you finding it because let's say you get home at a certain time and you want to flip something on that became a whole way to discover things like for example nickelodeon with nick at night and fresh prince full house etc or let's say tbs with seinfeld and stuff like that friends is obviously another big one these are shows where they got continual new audiences because it would just be on all the time and you would just catch wherever you're at and and you don't even watch front to back from the start of the show. You just keep seeing episodes and eventually you piece it together, which is definitely something lost in the streaming era for sure, for better or worse. Yeah, shout out to syndication, bro. Like grew up, yeah, watching Fresh Prince, Everybody Loves Raymond because of my mom, King of Queens, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Um sitcoms were gold through cable. I don't know that that's a, a thing anymore at least with streaming. I mean, those shows are still getting big checks, at least for the main ones, which have gone to different platforms as like bargaining chips, but maybe they should add a shuffle button for those shows. Yeah, I mean, you got something there for sure. And there were some shows that got lucky because they were like right in between like the transition era. I could think of The Office, right? Yeah. It was getting that airtime on TV, but it was also like a major hit on the streams, you know? One of the most played shows on Netflix. And now I think it went to Peacock, I want to say. Shout out to Peacock out here trying, you know. I mean, that's a good grab for them. I did see that for next month from when we're recording this in January 2022, that they're going to be having all the Winter Olympics in February streamed on Peacock. So that's something with integrating the live sports stuff. But I remember for the Summer Olympics... I didn't try at all to watch any of it, but I remember people saying it was a mess to do any of that. I mean, yeah, I hope they get it together because, again, it is a step in that future direction. But, again, you got to get it right, you know, can't just settle and do a shitty job about it. Overall, I would say that I definitely have some fondness for cable from growing up with it. But I for sure appreciate streaming and just being able to watch stuff when I want and all that so i would pro streaming over cable but i would still put cable on the pro side yeah overall they both had like a impact on us Uh, we grew up with one and the other one is like the future of it cable again nostalgic just growing up again just make at night or even cartoons doesn't matter we all had like the one thing we used to watch or even just like i think of espn and like top 10 plays and sports center and stuff like that which, again, if you don't have cable, you don't get that anymore. Or maybe they put that online. I don't know. ESPN is weird. But although it was expensive, which is probably the biggest con of the whole cable thing, it's 
probably the smartest way to do TV. Yeah, because of that, I have to give it a solid pro. I personally like cable other than the price. If I'm being honest, I think the perfect entertainment is probably somewhere between cable and streaming. So yeah, I guess that leads me to streaming. I'm a binge watcher, so that's a major plus. I like having any show that I want to watch fully out there. Not that all the streams have that on them. Some shows do drop weekly, even on streaming, but just having that option. So that's a plus for me. Like having access to a bunch of movies at all times, even if I can't choose. Uh, Just having option. Again, it's a good thing, even though it could be confusing, like we said earlier, just to commit to anything. That is a plus. Does get expensive if you get all of them, but in reality, streaming isn't that bad if you just have Netflix and maybe one other one. Um, So yeah, I'll just go with a solid pro as well for both. If I had to choose one, yeah, I probably have to go streaming just because of that option, but just by a hair. All right, so that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You could find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. And I'm Kev. You could find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere. Want some content? You already know. Hit us up. Pros and Cons app, only $6.99 a month. <laughs> Tune in for the craziest videos out there.